Thanks for tuning in to the Drive On Podcast, where we are focused on giving hope and strength to the entire military community. Whether you're a veteran, active duty, guard, reserve, or a family member, this podcast will share inspirational stories and resources that are useful to you. I'm your host, Scott Delucio, and now let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Drive On. I'm your host, Scott Deluzio, and today my guest is Phil Anderton. Uh, Phil is a Navy veteran who's here to discuss his story, how he re-evaluated his role as a leader in his family, and how others can use that same mindset to reframe their role in their family. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, I want to welcome you to the show, Phil. I'm really glad to have you here. Hey, Scott, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. And yeah, for those who, who don't know, um, just a guy who retired up to 20 years and, and in that 20 years with some experience, um, with some, you know, a lot of tough deployments, a lot of leadership lessons, um, and, and we'll get to it, I'm sure. But basically yeah. 2020 happened and I reevaluated my life and I reevaluated my uh, contract with the military where I wanted to be when things did or do or don't uh, take a turn for the worse. I, I reevaluated where I want to be and there was a lot of mindset shift. Uh, there was a lot of work and training and kind of reevaluating things uh, that took place. And, and that journey that I've been on is about three years long now. And it's what I call becoming a dangerous man. So looking forward to getting into that. I like it. Yeah. Becoming a dangerous man. I mean, a lot of us going through the military, we, we learned how to be dangerous. <laughs> right. But in a, in a, um, uh, you know, direct action, kind of that, that type of thing, but, um, there's a lot more to it and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get yeah. into, uh, all of that in, in this episode here. Um, but you were talking a little bit about your transitioning out of the military, um, 20 year career, which is nothing to, um, you know, just push aside as, oh, you know, just a guy who did 20 years It's like, well, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, there's um, a lot of guys that do 30. So I know. Well, there are. They, yes. Okay. So yeah. we're, we're, I, I think we're getting out of the way that you're a humble guy and you're not going to, uh, you know, be one to, to brag about yourself. So we got that out of the way, uh, early on here, but, um, tell me about some of the challenges that you had to overcome when you were, uh, when you were leaving, uh, the military. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I, I know we're going to get into the mindset, but I, obviously we're both veterans. We both served, um, and, and thank you. Right. I know your story, your book. So that that's a hell of a story and, and sacrifice. Um, so for the veterans on your show, right, the, the biggest thing that I went through that a lot of the veterans that I continue to coach and I communicate with guys that are getting out um, on, on top of medical. Right. That's a big thing on everybody's mind is the VA and that whole process. But let's we're not going to be able to solve that on your show, Scott. So we'll just forget that. Um, what what I will say, man, the common theme and it kind of leads into dangerous man as well as purpose. Right. Men need a purpose. Right. Whether it's, you know, John Eldridge, I believe, has a book, if you're familiar, and he talks about every man needs a, a battle to fight, a journey to go on and a beauty to rescue. Right. So men in the military are given their purpose. Right. Service above self, mission, sacrifice, deployment, training. It, it, a lot of that's given to the man. So, and, and women, of course, are sisters in service. Got you. Right. But we're talking about men right now with purpose. And, and so. If you don't have something else already built up and, and for me in particular, I was very fortunate to have started Dangerous Man, to start podcasting and kind of dabbling in the coaching space. Uh, I, I started with a blog, right? All this was an idea on a blog and I uploaded a blog to the internet and that's kind of with the beginning of this. Um, so to answer your question, man, I would say, let's see, I've only been retired about a year, officially a year with some leave on, so a year and a half. 
mm-hmm. I'm still having a hard time and I have something. I have business. I have my coaching. I have, you know, some pretty good decisions that my wife and I made with some things that give us some freedom that other people don't have. Um, and I still struggle with a brotherhood, the fraternal, the, 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 the being a part of something. Now I'm building my own thing and I've created something here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I've created a small group with some other veterans and we're trying to do some things to fulfill that part. But I would say veterans, just getting a job's not enough. Um, just getting a job is not enough. You, you, you really need to find some, unless that job, maybe a small entrepreneurial venture, a small team venture where you're a part of something. But yeah, man, veterans need veterans in general because women and men, they go from serving with that big higher calling, you know, up to and willing to sacrifice your life. Uh, and then you go to Home Depot. That's the joke, right? I'll go drive a forklift to Home Depot. No, man, that ain't, that ain't enough, right? You, you no. say that because you're scared, you're insecure, and you don't know where you're going to find it. Uh, and again, we're not here to solve all the problems, but that's where guys like me and you, having already experienced this side, let us help you reach out, ask for help, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, certainly don't try to do it on your own. No, exactly. And I think that's, we're going to get into that, like kind of building a tribe of, of people and not, not doing this, this thing on, on your own. I mean, this podcast, uh, I would have quit this years ago if it was just me talking because I hate the sound of my own voice and I'm sure everybody else out there, uh, would like to have a little variety out there as well. And, yeah. and quite frankly, I only have so much knowledge in my head. I, I bring on people like yourself who have experiences and, uh, you've gone through certain things. Somebody else has gone through a different set of, uh, things and they can share their experiences. Um, but if it's just the, the one person talking, and again, if, if it's just you and you're keeping to yourself and you don't have that team of people or that tribe, whatever phrase you want to use to yeah, community, describe it. tribe. Yeah. Uh, I- when things go sideways, will you be prepared? Some people are concerned they might have to go for a long time without electricity or even food. That's why I want to introduce you to fourpatriots.com. Get preparedness products you can use now and that could save your life later. My favorite is Four Patriots new solar generator, the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. It uses the endless free power of the sun to power lights, your TV, medical equipment, even run your fridge. Plus it's expandable and comes with a free solar panel. Or pick up one of Four Patriots best-selling survival food kits. Delicious tasting and designed to last for 25 years. They even have kits with real meat. And if the power's out, no worries. Just boil water over a fire, simmer, and serve. You'll enjoy a hot meal and stay safe in a crisis. More smart people than ever are finding poor patriots. Over 2 million customers trust them. You might have even seen them on TV. I had the folks at 4Patriots set up a special page for you at 4Patriots.com forward slash drive on so that listeners of this podcast can see this week's discounts and deals before they go away. Go to 4Patriots.com forward slash drive on, but hurry, these deals won't last long. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to 4Patriots.com forward slash drive on. A lot of people that I work with now use the word community. Okay. And I'm, and I'm trying to interject tribe to build that, right? To build yeah. that mindset because, uh, again, a, a tribe, very small. Very, you got to start small. You can grow it, but you got to start small. Yeah. Yeah. Start small. And I think that's a pretty good advice with anything, right? I mean, I mean, just look at, you know, um, you know, anything that you, you do, you got to, you, you, you're, yeah, the drive on, on podcast, 
the drive on podcast is 340 episodes now Some, like somewhere on there you, yeah. you had to start at day you had to start with episode one exactly you know? but you know like the example i was going to give you get on a playground and and you got uh you know you're picking teams for you know a, a game you're starting with that first person and you're picking yeah, and you're picking pick. but you're oh, gonna you pick. just traumatized a bunch of people who got picked last by the way i know yeah i know you're, you're out there you're 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 crying because you're you're remembering how being picked last yeah. but but yeah. the, in the picking process you're picking that the best kid for your team and and you're you're getting that first one in you want to have a strong team so you're taking in you know yeah. the, the the best that you can find um and then yeah there's gonna be some, maybe some stragglers at the end who just happen to be there and you bring them in but um they might bring some some value to the team as well but um so in in the intro i mentioned that you reevaluated your role as a leader in your family um i i know a lot of guys say you know, actually just society in general, you look at the, the guy, uh, the father, the husband, whatever in the family as kind of like the head of the, the, the household. And maybe that's a old school way of thinking, but it's just the way I, I think society looks at it. But, um, what did you, what did you do as you were reevaluating this, this role? What, what did that mean to you and how did that look? Yeah. So, uh, for a little backstory, I've been married going on 18 years. Um, we got, we got, we got together when, after my first deployment overseas, uh, 21, 22 years old. Right. So we've been together a while, a lot of ups and downs, a lot sure. of ups and downs, three kids. Right. So a little context for your audience, you know, I, I can speak to marriage and, and family. Um, so in 2020, well, I, 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 I've dropped a lot of my politics, but for your audience, we'll just, I call it the mostly peaceful summer. Um, and I come from a combat experience background. I come from a martial arts background, a fighting background. So I've always been a fighter. Um, but in 2020, I got sucked into the Fox News wormhole like every other, you know, right-leaning, conservative, terrible person. <laughs> and the riots, they, they, that was my kind of like, all right, I dropped football when Colin Kaepernick knelt. And again, I'm kind of being really obvious. I'm a very, to myself, conservative, right, Christian, sure. terrible man, I know. Um, so 2020 and the idea that somebody could make a wrong turn. I know this sounds crazy to some people, but we were on the East Coast. We weren't by this peaceful summer, but it was close enough. It was it was within a couple hour drive where some of these crazy things were happening. And I just took offense to it, man. I said, you know, as somebody who's a fighter, as somebody who's prided himself on his physical fitness and his his experience. I knew it wouldn't be enough. I knew on my own it wouldn't be enough. And so. I'll, I'll try to summarize for, for, for the sake of this could be its own topic, but men, men think providing because they work and then just being there. And that was kind of me. I was present. I wasn't at the bars. I wasn't drinking. I was going to the soccer games. I was going to practice. I was providing financially, but was I really leading? Right. And so that for me, 2020, the thought of making a wrong turn and getting pulled out of my car because I don't align politically with some idiots in the road. And then I got to defend myself. And then I die, let's say. And this is all, you know, I'm a thinker. This is all going through my head. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, people do that. Like, what about the human factor, the respect factor? Like, how is this happening, right? Well, we all know how it's happening. It's a, it's a giant divide. And whatever side you think you're on, on your, your, for your audience, just know I'm on the side of protecting myself and my family. And that's the side I want you on. So I don't really care who you vote for anymore. I'm kind of over all that stuff. I've evolved my thinking and my maturity to see they're all part of the same problem, man. And I would just tell your guys and gals, it's up to you and it's up to how you show up. And so in 2020, I decided I would show up. And what it did is I turned off the noise. I turned off the Fox. I turned off 
uh, the hate and the just, it wasn't doing anything. It wasn't serving me. And I realized I wasn't there fully for my family. And what I mean by that is a leader has to have vision. A leader has to have direction and vision and goals. And a leader has to be able to lead through what's coming because they're, they're not watching what's coming. And so I turned everything off. I looked at me, I looked at some areas and, I, and here's a punchline. I bought my first gun. I never owned a gun because I've always been a hand-to-hand guy. Um, and so that led me to buy my first gun, which led me to the EDC route, the license to carry route. I'm a very big proponent of it now because had I made that wrong turn, right, I would have wanted the ability to defend and protect right. my family. I don't go looking for a fight, but I'll damn well be ready to uh, what I call protect, defend, and destroy the motherfucker that underestimated or you know didn't see me and didn't read the room right. Um, right. And so that's what I would say. That's a long answer, Scott. I, I, I'm guilty of that, man. But it was waking up, right? I woke up to the fact I was being distracted. I was, I was not being a, the leader. I was being a husband and a father. I wasn't being a leader, right? So I took a lot of deliberate steps into, right, the protection role, the, the leadership role of looking down the line. Right. And I think, especially as, as a father, like I, I, I think you said you have three children. I, I have three, three kids, three as well. Yeah. Um, I think about them and I think about like my boys, like what kind of men do I want them to be when they grow up and with anything in life, when you have a newborn child and they're, they're growing, they, they go to the, from the infant to the toddler, to the, you know, whatever stages that they go through. Right they're learning from their environment, what they observe, what they witness. And if they are observing someone who's just kind of passive and letting life happen to them and, um, you know, maybe who doesn't do any of the things to prepare for, uh, you know, difficult situations, let's say, um, that's the kind of person that they're going to be. They're just going to be like, you know, whatever. And they're not going to uh, be that type of person until maybe something bad does happen to them. It's like, wow, I, that's a wake up call. I should have prepared for that a little bit better. And, and, and right? you just hit exactly what I'm talking about. I, I was always confident I'd be able to react, but the difference between needing to react and seeing it coming and be having a plan to respond, that's a big damn difference, man. Yeah. There's a big difference between already knowing where the fire extinguisher is and already having used one. There's a difference in knowing where the AED is versus you know, I've had a, a, an older gentleman in the military in the gym go down mm-hmm. and everybody knew where to go to get the AED, not, hey, what do we do? Not mass chaos, right? So that's really what we're talking about is what you just said. It's the difference of I was there and I was always ready to show up. I would always react and it might be chaos, but I would, I would do my best. And what I say to, what I say to men, Scott, uh, Scott, is hope is not a strategy, right? Yeah. I, you, you could argue becoming a dangerous man is me eliminating hope. And getting to what I like to say is I'll get to 80% in 60 seconds or less in almost any situation that I'm put in. That's becoming a dangerous man. Yeah. And like you said earlier, you're not going out looking for dangerous situations. You're not going out and and like, Hey, there's a riot going on downtown. I'm going to go and just you know, kick the, the hornet's nest and, and nope. see what, what kicks out. Of I, I am against all anti-march, anti-protest, anti, I would have never been at January 6th. I would have never, mm-hmm. I'm not counter, I'm not countering anybody's stupidity, hate, evil, whatever manipulation they're playing into. Sure. I'm at my house. 
I'm fortified. I'm good. You know, we have our few places we got to go. Um, and if I could share a story, I'll give you a perfect example, man. I sure. was at the Texas, my family was at the Texas State Fair. If you're familiar in Dallas, mm -hmm. there was a shooting incident. It wasn't an active shooter, right? It was a guy who shot another guy and hit two other people because he's a terrible shot in a food court. We, we didn't know that. We didn't know that. And we were there. We were there in the food court when everybody started running and screaming and my, we're getting nachos and we're like, what the fuck is going on right now? Well, here's a, here's a moral of the story, Scott. I had a gun because in Texas, I have my license to carry, mm -hmm. which I chose to get. And if you read the Texas State Fair website, which I did, it has a no weapons policy unless you have a license to carry. So in the Texas State Fair, the night of the shooting, which we didn't know what it was, I had a gun. I put my family off to the side while everybody else was fucking stampeding. I put my family off to the side. A bunch of other families stayed with us because they had little kids. They didn't want to run in the damn stampede. Yeah. I had a firearm on me. I have it on me right now. I had a firearm on me and I was in a position in front of them. Had that guy come out of that food court where the shooting happened, I would have, if I needed to, I would have, I would have, and I would have been there before the cops got there. Yeah. Um, but that is an element of being dangerous. I didn't, but here's the thing that here's the mindset. I was really proud of myself. This just happened a couple of months. What was it? A month or two ago. I didn't go to the sound of gunfire. That's the difference, okay? I'm not asking you to be a sheepdog. Sheepdogs get paid. Sheepdogs have qualified That's immunity. Right. You, want a, you want a YouTube short? Here's one for you. Sheepdogs have qualified immunity. If I were to have gone forward, one, law enforcement doesn't know me from them. Two, had I engaged, why did I engage? Why did I? I would have had to answer all those damn questions. Yeah. I, I call it being a lion. Right. I, I, I say, let the sheepdog, the law enforcement, the military, the security paid personnel who have qualified immunity, let them herd the sheep. I roll with lions. That's the difference. Right. I'm not asking you to go be the hero. Yeah. I stayed with my family. I put myself in a advantageous position. Should I need it to engage whoever the hell was causing that ruckus? That's also becoming that being dangerous. Because I, I think just to kind of clarify that just a little bit, you, you did a good job there, but just for the listeners, your objective of getting your, your license to carry, getting the, the firearm, getting the, you know, maybe if you took an additional training, I don't know, you know, uh, all the, the rules I, and everything I teach, like that. I get firearms. Yes. Okay. I so love training. Love so, training. so, you, so you do all the, the training, you go to the range, you practice, you shoot all that kind of stuff. Again, you're not doing that because you want to go out and kill people. You're no, doing that no. because you want to protect yourself and those around, around you, me and my who you love. Vicinity. You know? yep. and, and some of those people were complete strangers. Um, they just happened to be with you and you would have been protecting them had that threat come towards you, right? I, um, I made a post that said they didn't care who I voted for. Right. Because right, think exactly. about that. In that moment, those, those women that had small children, they don't care that I'm a toxic masculinity you know, Trump supporting whatever. And I don't really, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm exaggerating the stupidity of all this identity yeah. stuff. They didn't care in that moment. They that knew moment, somebody no. was shooting people and I had a gun and I put myself in between them and whoever was shooting. Yep. That's all they cared about in that moment. And they thanked me after. And, and so that, that to me is, that's why you do this because yes, you want to be able to protect those people um, because going out and getting uh, the, the gun and the, the license and the training and all this other stuff after the fact, after somebody has shot somebody who you love late. or care about, it, it's too late. The, you, those people aren't coming back or, or if they 
survive the 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 gunshot you know they're now they're dealing with post-traumatic stress and they're dealing with uh you know physical uh wounds that that need to heal and and maybe debilitating you know stuff that that goes along with that it's too late at that point so yeah i think the whole mindset that you're trying to talk about is just being prepared so that way that bad stuff doesn't happen and and i i love that that message and and let's put a nail in this too and just for your audience who think the gun rights people are looking to go be heroes and kill people Mm -hmm. you and i have been there you and i know what the human body looks like uh when it's you know we we know what happens to the body i don't wish that on my children i don't wish that on my wife i i lost i gave a piece of my soul so they would never have to right so veterans who know people who know de-escalation, distance, create distance from chaos, get the hell out of there. People who know how to fight, choose not to fight. People who know what a gun does to a human body would never wish that on their children or their family. And that's where training and that's where competence and not just any idiot with a gun, right? But let's, let's make sure we differentiate between somebody that just buys a gun and somebody that knows how to use a gun. Somebody that knows how to use a gun who has their family will do everything in their power to create distance from any potential harm to fall on them. The gun is an absolute last fucking resort. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, it's not something that you want anyone to, we we're just talking I just mentioned, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress. I mean, seeing that. For my kids. Uh, well, I don't want them to see that. You don't want that. I'm going to, no. no, never in a million years would I wish that on them. Exactly. Um, so how is this shift in this kind of uh dynamics in your your relationship in your family um how did that impact your your family uh, did that kind of change some of the the dynamics in the family like the the role that your your wife played or you know anything like that how did, how did that i i don't i don't want to say up? change i think i think clarify because i okay. think good men i think good men without the language that i use i think good men well-intentioned they do most of the stuff i do I just put clarity around it. I just explained why I do what I do. I took a teacher's mindset. I started to remind myself, hey, I have a 16-year-old son. Uh, in two years, he's going to be on his own. He's going to start going on dates. He's going to be at the Raising Canes down the street after a soccer game. I'm not going to be there. It's right. not enough for me to know this stuff. It's like, the, it, here's the thing. In the older generation, dads took their kids out because they weren't on their phones, and they taught them how to change a tire. They taught them how to change oil. They taught them how to mend a fence or you know, repair they taught this stuff. Now we're, we're parents are competing with this. They're competing with this. So it's one thing I always led by example, but now I've taken a much, I, I would say to your question, the shift, it added clarity for my family. Now my son understands why he takes point. The women are in the middle, right? The women are mm-hmm. in the middle because my 11, my daughter and my wife are in the middle and I'm in the rear and that's how we walk. And then we, we walk in reverse. And, you know, I started to explain these things to them. So when they're, when they're in a different situation, they can look for that. And if the person doesn't inadvertently do it, now maybe they take a charge role because they've been trained, they've been explained, they've been taught by me, you know, how to, I mean, with little kids, you could say, hey, let's find how many exit signs we could find. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to bombard your kid with most probable, most likely, most deadly course of action. Oh, you're going to die if you don't do this. No, you just play a game. Hey, how many exit signs can you guys find? And now you train your kids to look up because an exit sign has to be visible, right? right? And now in an emergency, you can tell your wife to grab your kids and everybody head for an exit. And guess what your kid's going to do from five years old? You've been telling them to look up to find the exit. 
They're going to look up. They're not going to wonder where to go. So it's little things like that that I started to become very intentional uh, with my language and explaining why my back's to the door, primary and alternate exits, routes, explaining myself. Yep. Yeah. And uh, just a, another benefit of that is, you know, places that you go often, uh, whether it's, a, you know, you go to the same grocery store or, or, you know, whatever, things like that. If you're there with your kids, you do that, that game with them and tell them how many exit signs can you find? Well, eventually they start to remember where they are. And so in a situation where maybe they need to get out uh, an emergency exit and, and for the, the audience, we're not necessarily talking about everything is uh, being a, you know, mass shooting kind no. of situation. It, it could be a fire. Or, or fire, be, uh, power outage, car crashes into the dam. Yep. Or, I mean, right I, the, I read an article. Entrance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I read an article that said one of the worst killings was a club in like 2000 something where the, they used pepper spray to break up a fight and it caused everybody to stampede out of the club and they killed 15 people trying uh-huh. to get out of one exit. It was like yeah. a 2004 club incident in Florida just from pepper spray. So you never know. And I'm glad you brought that up because I have to be careful of that because my mind, I do, I was, a, you know, I did some war, I did some war gaming. Uh, so I go to most deadly sometimes too often out loud, right. but certainly most likely down power, power goes out for three days, right? A small fire turns into a big fire, grease fire versus a paper fire, or electrical fire. Like you're absolutely right. You, as a parent, you don't got to go far extreme. You can go with the basics. Hey, you run out of gas. Hey, uh, do you know what to do in a small kitchen fire? Mm-hmm. You know, do you know the difference if, if grease fire? Do you know what to do if I have a heart attack and I kill right. over? Do you know what neighbor is most likely home if you can't find my phone? Like these are all scenarios that you can build age appropriately with your family. Absolutely. I mean, even just a simple step, like we, in our house, we have a list of phone numbers of people that uh, our kids can call. Like if something yep. happens to my wife or me or, or, or something like that. Um, there's a list of, you know, neighbors, their, their grandparents is all their, these phone numbers are listed on the fridge and it, it's real easy. And, and yep. e- we even put, uh, you know, our, our home address on there. Like our kids know our home address, yeah. but in a stressful situation, you start forgetting things that, that happens all the time. Point. So you just put point. that on, on the list. They, they have to call 911 and give an address. Okay. Well, it's written there. Just read it. You know, it, it makes it so much easier, you know? Yeah. That's great too. With, uh, teaching uh, intersections, you know, teaching your kid how you're at the intersection of this and this yeah. main and fit, you know? It, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because, uh, I'm, I'm originally from the East coast, uh, moved out to Arizona here, uh, where I am in all the streets, most of the, the, the main streets here. It, if you were looking at like a bird's eye view overhead, it, it's a grid. It's a one mile by one mile square, everything. Everybody refers to things like what, what are your cross streets? Uh, you know, it's, it's this street and that street. It's, you know, that's the way things are just referred to around here. And yeah. it was bizarre because the streets back, back East where I'm from, there were these twisty winding, yeah. you know, old I was school. I going to say, you're the, you're the beginning of the country. So you, yeah. you just kind of, they, there wasn't no city developers and city planners building out no. Arizona and different would, parts of new cities would, that get built now. It, it was just a street going around a farm, you know, like yeah. so that you can get the horses. Until eminent domain took the farmer and then, and yeah, then right. made the road straight. Yeah, exactly. Those are, those are the handful of straight roads. There's not many from where I'm from. Yeah. Um, so we talked about this, uh, these changes and they're, they're, they're not, again, you, you use the word there. You just reinforced, uh, things that people are already doing. Um, and so it's not like a huge shift, 
but it's a mindset shift. I think is more what we're talking about. Well, here, let, let's right? talk about where the shift needs to happen though. Right. Okay. So I call dangerous man. I used the word and early on I was, Oh, dangerous. I said, look guys, it's an intentional act to take ownership of your family away from the government and putting it on yourself. So that's where the shift happens with yeah. my family. Yes, it was softer. It was soft using soft skills. And I'm not like hammering. I'm not, I'm not running. I was a boot camp instructor. I'm not running a boot camp here. It's soft in my family. It's very soft skills that I just became more intentional with and making it fun, making it gamey, age appropriate, right? With men that I coach, with men that I lead, with, with your audience, I would say, now hold on now. The intentional part is when you say, can I feed my family for three weeks if Kroger and HEB can't restock? Again, yeah. a freeze, a natural disaster, a supply chain issue. It doesn't have to be us versus them or some crazy crap going on. It could be a Texas freeze that lasts for four days, right? I'll give you an example. I'm from Houston. Uh, my mom and her, and her husband are still down there. I think it was Harvey happened. I think I was still in the military when Harvey happened, or I may have just been getting out. He said, this is my stepdad's quote, had it gone for one more day, I think we would have had people looting the neighborhood. Wow. Because people are so used to Uber Eats, delivery, yeah. drive-through, and grocery store that, God forbid, the roads actually shut down for three, four, five days. Again, this doesn't have to be tinfoil hat shit. This can be an actual freeze, an actual fire. I was in California for the Paradise Falls fires and the goddamn mudslides that shut down the 101, okay? Natural things happen too. Yep. On top of man-made and all the other crap, we have a, all I'm asking you is to take the intention to say, if you can't Uber Eats, if your power goes out, how is your family? Because if you're the leader of your family, you are responsible for that act of feeding your family. Mm -hmm. you're, so that's the intentional mindset shift that people need to, to, to get on is you own the responsibility own it. Are you owning it or are you just along for the ride, just like you are going to practice homework, kids, dinner, yeah. bed? Are you also like that with, oh, the government will be there. HEB will be there. Kroger will be there. What a pick your grocery store will be there. I can Uber Eats. I can hit a drive through. That's that passivity shit. Dangerous is about intentionality, being intentional. Yeah. And all that stuff you can until you can't. And then what? Yeah. You know, and uh, just another example that I think pretty much everyone in the audience will be able to relate to is uh, when the start of the pandemic uh, took place, uh, you couldn't find a roll of toilet paper. Um, the, no, the, the toilet paper shelves. crisis of 2020, right? You know, and, and that's, I mean, we can laugh about it now because it's not like a super huge deal, but it's an it example was, though, to your point that you can yeah. relate. What if it was meat or milk or egg, eggs, right? Or, or all of it at once. You or know, all like, the above. Exactly. Because everybody just went out and, and hoarded all this stuff and now what the shelves are empty the the farms can only produce so much you know it's not like you know, they got to raise the cows to get the the meat and it's like okay well yeah we well, can slaughter a little bit earlier but you know eventually yeah, they're, they're pe people out. aren't thinking macro they're not thinking supply chain causes an oil issue causes a gas issue mm -hmm. trucks need diesel to move so it ain't even like the store doesn't want the stuff to get here if there yeah. ever becomes a fuel shortage, a fuel crisis, and they have to consolidate fuel, guess what's not? Nope. The, the grocery store is not getting restocked. Right. It's going to take a hit. The gas station is going to take a hit. That means you're not mobile. You're no longer mobile. You just lost your ability to move if you, if you don't have a full tank of gas. So again, right. you got to think, 
it, one hit to a big part of the system, there are a lot of second, third order effects. Yeah, a, a lot of things. And it's it's just being prepared. You know, things like, simple things like you said, uh, learning how to change a tire. You know, you go out and drive a car without knowing how to change a tire. That To me, that's just your You're a liability. You're it, a liability. It is, yeah. Because now you're on the side of the road with a busted tire because you drove over a nail or glass or whatever, uh, you know, caused that to happen. Um, of no fault of your own. It's not like you're going to see the nail on the street and you know, purposely try to drive over it. Um, yeah. But these things happen. They fall off the back of a truck or, you know, something like that happens. Or you're driving through a construction zone and stuff's just yeah. laying around. Um, that, that type of thing can happen. And if you don't know how to change a tire, now you have a car that's on the side of the road. Um, you're on the side of the road trying to call you're for help. You're vulnerable. Whatever. You're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to the elements. You're vulnerable to people up to no good. You're vulnerable to a crime of opportunity. Um, distracted drivers, you name yep, it. Distracted any, driver, drunk driver, yeah, all kinds of things. Any type of thing like that. Now you're opening yourself up to uh, this potential uh, potential harm to you. Um, just because you didn't learn how to change a tire, which is super simple to do. Um, yeah. yeah. There's certainly <laughs> some baseline things you should hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And so. Car 101. That, where does the oil go? Where's the anti, you know, antifreeze? Change a tire. Right, jump right. jump start a car, you know the you basics, know, just, just basic basic stuff. And you know when obviously like you were saying age appropriate type things, you're not going to be yeah. teaching the toddler how to change a tire, yeah. right? But but you could teach a toddler the importance of staying in the goddamn car. When I tell you, don't get yeah. out of your car seat because right. mom's pulled over on the side of the road waiting for the cop to get here. That's and right. Your dumb butt wants to jump out into the you know freeway, and, mom. What are you doing? Because you didn't listen, right? Yep, yep. So so that's. All that stuff is super important, I think. Um, so we we're talking a little bit. This might be going down a rabbit hole. We'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see where this takes us. I'll be careful. I'll be that's careful. okay. That's okay. You know what? If it, if it goes down a rabbit hole, that's fine. We'll, we'll deal with that. Um, there's that, that saying, uh, hard times create strong men. There's oh, a I whole love it. Cyclical love thing. What, yep. what do you, what do you think? Are we on the, the verge of that hard times needing to create no. strong men or are we, no, not at all. are we past that it. stage? What, what, no, where think are about we? it, man. We, we are in good times. We are in good times. I've, okay. I've deployed all over the world uh, uh, and people who know this, people who've traveled. Here's the nice thing about the military. When we deploy, we're going to places that people don't pay for five-star resorts. A lot of these people, my, a lot of my friends and some of these people that I've met in Dallas that are, you know, pretty well for themselves. Oh, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. Now, nah, you, you've been to a tourist resort where you had the fucking red carpet rolled out for you. Yeah. I was doing things with these guys in the, in the shit, right? Where right. the basics weren't even there. So stop it. You have not seen these other countries the way you think you've seen these other countries. So yeah. I will tell you, having that experience as my contacts and having been around the world, um, no, these are good times, man. The fact that you can wait in line at your fucking Starbucks, the fact that you can Uber Eats, the fact that you can have everything deliver, the fact that your lights turn on, right? I, there's places who can't even turn a light switch on consistently. Yeah. There, there, there's places that shit in the hole in the ground, okay? The fact that we have everything we have, the fact that our problems, I like to call them first world problems, our first world problems are when the Wi-Fi goes out, when the cell service sucks, when I can't watch my YouTube video without an ad or it, it, it slowly uploads. If that's what you're fucking complaining about, no, man, we are in good times, make weak men. We, are, we have not even fully appreciated the level of second and third order effect 
of the weak men that are running our country, running our companies, running our business, running our politics. We have not suffered the consequences of that yet. So I think it's important for the leaders in, in families, and I'm talking families now because yes. there's only so many people that you can, you can reach out and affect, focus on home first, and then you can, you can expand out well, to your neighbors or let, friends and things, let's, right? Let's clarify, focus on the man in the mirror, focus on the woman in the mirror. Sure. Because only there do you have control. Everyone okay. else is, is influence. Everyone else you can influence. Even teenagers, yeah. how many parents listen to you that, can you control your kid? Good luck. Let, yeah, let me know right. how that works for you um, outside of, I mean, it got to a point where ass whoopings don't work anymore. I mean, most parents will tell you like they spanked for a little bit and then they realize, well, they're starting to bring me the belt and ask me if they, you know, okay, well, here's the belt. And then is it effective anymore? No, like good luck controlling your kids. And damn sure I've been together 18 years. There is zero control I have over my wife. There is zero control she has over me. We influence the actions that we want to see from our partner. Right, right. So I just want, I like to clarify with words, control the person, the thoughts, the ideas, the beliefs, the person. And that's why everything with Dangerous Man starts with the man. Mm -hmm. And I would challenge the woman is no different. Look in the mirror. That's the only person you can guarantee results on effort. Right. right. So you have... You have this person, you're looking in the mirror, that that's who you're, you're trying to, that you need to control, right? Yep. Um, I can control those Fox news inputs, those, oh, what's the new current event I should be mad about. I can control that. I yeah. can absolutely put up a wall to say not my, I mean, it sounds real callous when it's like, is any of my fear, scare, worry, outrage, is any of that going to impact? No, it's not. It no. likely already happened. Yeah. So you're not going to impact anything. All you're going to do is jump on the bandwagon of outrage on either side. Uh, that's true. And, because and, and you're going to distract the, from where you can actually make a difference. A lot of times the stuff that happens in the news, they're, they're historians. They're talking about stuff that has already after happened the fact, after the exactly. fact. It's over. The, the dust is settled and the, the camera crews are going in. And yeah, of course, there's, there's live events. There's, you know, the it's reporters are on the ground. But, massive but distraction those campaign. things are not always in your backyard, right? So that's not the, the stuff that you're worried about, but the, the stuff that we need to do because good times create the weak, weak men in that, yep. that cycle that we're talking about, right? We don't want to get to that next stage where the weak men create the hard times. Um, well, that's, I'd argue right? that's more where we are. The weak men, we just, we're not in the hard times yet. No. Um, we are seeing the result of weak men, weak leadership. We're seeing the result of toxic leadership if you want to call it that there's not yep. a toxic masculinity there's toxic people yeah. and there's and there's and there's results of toxic people being in charge of things certainly um we we haven't fully vested it though because like i told you i can still uber eats right now and yep. i mean my at one point my wife ordered pool i couldn't believe this i said where the fuck these chairs come from she, we were going to some pool she ordered pool chairs from big lots and they were delivered within the hour before we had to go leave to go i was like where am I? Like, what is this? Like, this is crazy. I lived on a mountain at one point with people that would drive down to the village to get rice once a week. Yeah. And now right. my wife's fucking ordering pool chairs from big lots for like it's 10 a, bucks. It's this on, just on like, demand. These are not society. hard times, guys. These no. are not hard times. No, definitely not yeah. hard. When you, when you put it that way, it's not hard. No. Um, you know, when someone gets your, your Starbucks order wrong, that's not hard times. That's yeah. That's first know. world problems. Exactly. 
Um, so what advice do you have for, for folks who are looking to redefine their role as family leaders in whether it's in challenging times or in, you know, like you said, we're in good times. Yeah, now. let's, yeah, let's get into that. So first and foremost, right. Let's, let's cast a little, let me, let me debunk, right. Social security, right. Let me kind of paint. This is how I look at family. This will kind of answer some of it and we'll kind of go into it. Sure. Social security among all the other government problems that destroyed family, social security, get rid of it. In my mind, I don't have a social security. I'm not relying on social security. I don't, I don't believe I don't even have a 401k. I, I cashed out and I said, I'm going to do mine because in 21 years, I don't trust this shit's going to be here, right? So I kind of upset a lot of people who want to rely on other people. They want to rely on outside of their control to take care of them, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm doing? I'm investing in my children. My social security or my three kids and their success are love for each other. I'm not hurting them. I'm not traumatizing them because I want them to put a roof over my head when I'm 70 years old and potentially I need help, right? Yeah. So- that's how I look at family. So maybe that'll paint the picture for some of your guys. I'm not looking to kick them out at 18. I'm not looking to get rid of them at 18 and say, oh, now I can live my life. No, we're living life together. We have a whole wall of photos because they've been around the world with us. Like we've done that together, right? We're living our life with our kids, not in spite of or waiting for them to leave so we can go have a good time. We are a family. We are a unit. We are together. So that kind of, with that in state in mind, where do you have to start? As a man or woman, you got to start with yourself. And you got to say, what am I really good at? Am I capitalizing on what I'm really good at? Where do I have some areas I need to improve? For me in 2020, I needed to buy a gun. I needed to buy a gun and I needed to learn. Now, I'd been trained how to shoot guns at, you know, let's, let's get something clear. EDC is a lot different. Everyday carry is a lot different. A gunfight with me is going to be within five feet. I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to blow your chest full of holes. And then I'm going to put it away and hope I don't get shot by some fucking security guard who thinks I'm the problem, right? So I'm not kicking in doors. I'm not putting on cool guy gear. I'm not putting on nods and, you know, I'm not putting flack on to go clear a building, okay? So I would say for me, it was defense, right? That was a big thing for me. I was already kind of doing the dad thing pretty well. I was pretty involved homework and sports. And I did some coaching and volunteering at the school. So I'd already kind of had the dad thing. But for your audience, right, what could you do better? Right. What are we going for? What's the end state? Right. Simon Sinek says, start with why I want a roof over my head when I'm 80. Should the government not be able to provide Social Security? I want to take care of my kids, invest in them, build for their success and make sure they love me in the process, maintain that relationship in the process. So with that end state in mind, have your audience ask, what am I doing? Well, if that's the end state, right, let's not rely on Social Security. Let's not rely on a 401k. If the end state is my my kids grow up to be successful humans in society, am I doing the best? to build that relationship and, 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 and support them and what they need. I think that's a great place to start and uh, a good, good overall advice too, because you, you're looking at the, the end state and there's, there's probably in some cases, there's multiple steps that you need to focus on and improve and, um, and, and just work on in general. Right. And, and, and uh, here's the thing, if I, if I'm wrong, did I lose anything? Let's <laughs> say my 401k is there and let's say social security is there. Did I lose anything by investing in my family with this mindset to drop the selfish, drop the man child, drop the me, 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 drop the bullshit going on right now where, oh, I could do it on my own or I don't need to have kids. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. When sh good luck. If I'm right, if I'm right, good luck for those solo climbing the corporate ladder and doing it on their own, or maybe they forego having kids. Good luck. If I'm right. And the government is not what they promised and the government is not there to deliver. 
good luck to all you corporate ladder climbers who did it on your own and you you would you you chose other means to take care of your desires and good luck yeah yeah uh it, it to me it's like if your um your preparation uh is all for nothing like if if you look at it at, at the end of the day and you you've gone throughout your whole life and you never needed to change a tire on the side of the road or you never needed to use your, hey, that's your great. firearm and defense great that's great but you it's not like you wasted your life in a warrior in a garden per, is preparing. better a, a warrior in a garden is better than a gardener going to war that's right that's right that's that's i i do like that um that saying um because should something have happened you'd look back and you'd be like why didn't i just take a little bit of time and prepare myself for whatever. Like you, you're saying using a fire extinguisher. I mean, such yeah, a who the hell thing. wants their house to burn down if it doesn't have to, you know, I was, I was at, this is years ago, but I was at a, a just a barbecue cookout uh, type thing. And there was, there was a fire uh, in the grill and the, like, it, it was like one of those billowing flames. Like it, the, the grease just got out of control, I guess, or, you know, whatever the case may be, everyone started panicking. Someone threw water on it. And I was like, Oh, like Terrible why? Idea. Yeah. I knew where the fire might as well throw, was. You might as well throw a frozen turkey in the, in the pot while you're at it. <laughs> right. Jesus. I, I knew where the fire extinguisher was. I walked in, I got the fire extinguisher. I came back out, put out the fire and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so calm yeah. doing it. It's like, well, it, it's just a thing you need to do. It's like, like putting gas in your car. You just do it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Close the lid. Yeah, yep. exactly. You know, smother the, the flames and, you know, yeah. take out what you can and, and, it was fine. Like everything was, everything yeah. was good. And, and I mean, the food was ruined, but you know, like, and, and let's, let's play on that example because whenever I'm on other shows or people always ask me, okay, well you have combat experience, you've done the training, you've done this. How do you coach somebody that's done none of that? I start with the fire extinguisher Yeah, because that is something that everybody should be able to relate to. It's a nice to have, you hope you never need it, but God, if you do a small fire, God forbid you put the grease fire in the sink and you turn water on and then you just lit your kitchen on fire. Yep. And now you just burn, you know, memories, things you'll never get back, invaluable things passed down through generations because you didn't have a fire extinguisher. And it's no different than my gun, but I start with fire extinguisher for people who maybe aren't gun related. It's, it's no different than CPR and Heimlich. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want your kid to learn the Heimlich? God forbid there's not a teacher. God forbid they're at the restaurant. And nobody knows the Heimlich. And now somebody's kid dies from choking on a fucking chicken wing because nobody taught their teenage son the Heimlich maneuver. My son's going to learn the Heimlich. My son does, you know, CPR. These are things that very basic. It doesn't have to be all, you know, scary gun and, oh, you know. And here's the other thing. Get politics out of your mind. If you're going to learn anything from me, you got to get politics out of your mind because I got politics out of my mind. And it opened up a massive ability to take in knowledge and wisdom and experience from people who have value to add without worrying about who the fuck they voted for. Yeah. Okay? Right. And I, I think looking at this, you got to ask yourself, what's the cost of not being prepared? For oh, somebody something? dies, right? Somebody and, dies. And are you okay with that cost? If you're okay with whatever that cost happens to be, uh, you know, the, think about any of these scenarios that we just mentioned. If you're okay with your house burning down, you're okay with someone choking or, you know, dying of a heart attack because you didn't know CPR. You won't be, you won't be, but you <laughs> think it'll never happen. Right. Exactly. Because 
there are things that have happened to me in my life that I never thought would happen uh, to to my family and, and things like that. I yeah. never thought it would happen, but but it, it did. did. And then once when it did, it was like, holy shit, that's something that 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 just happens to other people. It doesn't happen to me, but it did. And now I have to figure out how to deal with it. Um, all sorts of yeah, things. It's, that, that it's, a, it, it's yeah. not the nicest analogy, but I always say nobody, nobody does a fundraiser for cancer until their kid gets diagnosed with cancer. Unfortunately, that, I, that that's probably more true than, than not, or, or they know somebody close to them. Anyway, well, family, like, a family yeah, member, somebody exactly, close to them, yeah. like aunts, uncles, everybody's impacted. Right. And we can all relate to kids. Like bad things shouldn't happen to kids. Bad things should happen to bad people. But when something happens to a kid, that inner circle of family, now all of a sudden they're fundraising, they're helping, yep. they're, they're putting colored ribbons on their car and they're all supportive. But prior to that happening, they weren't, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. I, I mean that respectfully because I, you know, I've been, I've dealt with certain things that, that I may support for the same damn reason. It's a human, it's a human nature. It's human. It, it, yeah. It, it's, it's not, um, you know, knocking them or, or saying that they're bad no, people. Not at all. It's very natural. What? I'm the same way. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. It, it's human nature. Um, you know, yep. I, I've done that very same type of thing. And, you know, I, I look back on it and it's like, okay, well, maybe if I did more beforehand, maybe it wouldn't have even been an issue my, that I had to worry about. But my, Mike Tyson's quote is a great one, right? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. I say, you know, or, or we would just add to that. Don't wait to get punched. All, all we're asking you when you say you want to become a dangerous man or, you know, even veterans reaching out for help or support. Yeah. Don't wait to be rock bottom. Don't wait to get punched in the mouth to know how to take a punch or to know right. if you can take a punch or learn how to maybe dodge, duck, dive, dodge, whatever that dodgeball, you know, avoid the punch. That's see right. See the threat coming and add distance away from the guy who may punch you, right? That's all we're saying. Don't wait to get punched in the freaking mouth before yep. you realize like, oh, that might have been a good idea to listen to that crazy guy on this Scott's podcast that was like, hey, you need to become dangerous, right? <laughs> right. You're going to wait till you get punched in the mouth. You're going to wait till your car breaks down. You don't know what to do. And there's no, uh, there's no tow truck service for two hours, right? You're going to wait right. till you run out of gas. You're going to wait till you get a flat tire in a shitty part of town. You're going to wait till somebody comes to kick your fucking door and to realize your bullshit deadbolt ain't going to be enough to stop them. You should have had a gut. You're going to wait. And then all of a sudden you're going to look at legislation and you're going to want to pass a bill to prevent whatever evil happened to you. And you're going to want to fundraise and support for somebody Come on. All we're saying is don't wait to get punched in the fucking mouth. There, there it is. So tell us about the training that you offer for, for folks uh, who might be interested. Yeah. In, so I tell me a little that, more man. dangerous. Yeah. So they, for the DIY crowd, right? My LinkedIn is where I'm most active. I post a lot on LinkedIn. I post a lot of, of, of content, video. Uh, a lot of what I do is physical. So a lot of the workouts, uh, things like that. So LinkedIn, if you got it, um, I just started a YouTube channel for the podcast. And then I have, I don't know, I think I said, I told you I have 84 episodes. They're all solo. I haven't done interviews yet. I'm looking to get into interviews, but I have 84. It's just me ripping into a mic on my philosophy, different ideas. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a website, philanderton.com. That, that's where you can kind of sign up for the newsletter, see a little of philosophy. And then, yeah, the, the, the high ticket, right, the, is one-on-one -on -one time with me. I do 10-week coaching program. Um, I've done some group facilitation with a men's group that I did for a little bit. And between that and coaching, I really found men lack in three areas when when they end up needing help um they're lacking confidence right so whether it's they're buying into the andrew tate masculinity toxic bullshit so they kind of they know they're a man but they're kind of like 
God, depending on the environment they're in, maybe they're in a more liberal or more kind of area where it's like they want you to tone down the flannel and beard, right? They want you to kind of pump the brakes on on being a man's man, right? So they're lacking confidence in an area. Um, maybe they have the confidence, but they're lacking clarity, what I call clarity, vision, mission. So there's a lot of coaching that goes into the confidence piece, building their confidence, mm -hmm. whether it's with biblical masculinity or just, hey, here's 10,000 years of history. This is how men are. These are the positive traits to being this way. Um, so kind of building up their confidence, finding that clarity, right? That mission for them. What is it that they want? Is it most of the men that come to me have kids, have families. They had some kind of come to Jesus moment like I did in 2020 when I realized my bare hands aren't going to be enough against a mob. I need a gun. Now I carry a gun everywhere I go. I feel much safer, i.e. the Texas State Fair. I had a gun when somebody else had a gun. Um, and then courage is really combining those two and helping the men. Um, I, I've helped a man start it. I've, I've helped one of my clients start a business, right? That was his dangerous man. Um, so if you have, if you, anybody in the audience is interested in kind of doing it themselves and, and more of my philosophy, I have the podcast um, and certainly the newsletter. And then if you're interested in working with me, um, yeah, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to help you get on the path to becoming dangerous. Excellent. And I'll have links to all of that in the show notes for the listeners who are interested in learning more about what you do, uh, following along and, uh, you know, maybe getting some, some one-on-one -on -one type training. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Some people are concerned they might have to go for a long time without electricity or even food. That's why I want to introduce you to 4Patriots.com. Get preparedness products you can use now and that could save your life later. My favorite is 4Patriots new solar generator, the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. It uses the endless free power of the sun to power lights, your TV, medical equipment, even run your fridge. Plus, it's expandable and comes with a free solar panel. Or pick up one of 4Patriots' best-selling survival food kits. Delicious tasting and designed to last for 25 years. They even have kits with real meat. And if the power's out, no worries. Just boil water over a fire, simmer, and serve. You'll enjoy a hot meal and stay safe in a crisis. More smart people than ever are finding 4Patriots. Over 2 million customers trust them. You might have even seen them on TV. I had the folks at 4Patriots set up a special page for you at 4Patriots.com forward slash drive on so that listeners of this podcast can see this week's discounts and deals before they go away. Go to 4Patriots.com forward slash drive on, but hurry, these deals won't last long. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to 4Patriots.com forward slash drive on. Um, before we wrap this episode up though, um, I want to do a segment I like to call it, is it service connected? Uh, it's kind of a way to add a little humor to the end of the episodes here. Some, some of the episodes we have are yeah, a little serious, a little serious, huh? A little, little, little heavy, a little Don't serious. Don't wait to get punched in the mouth. Don't, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, any of that kind of stuff could, could be a little heavy for, for some people. So I like to yeah. have a little dessert at the end of the episode and end it on okay. a light note. Um, for the viewers who aren't familiar, it's. Uh, is it service connected sort of like America's Funniest Home Videos, uh, military edition. We try to take a look at a video of service members doing something stupid, and we try to predict whether or not whatever happened in the video would qualify for some sort of uh, service connected disability down the line. Um, so for the audio listeners of the podcast um, who can't see this, obviously, I'll try to do my best to describe what we're about to watch, um, and then uh, you can always check out the video on YouTube and Twitter and anywhere else that we post this stuff. So, um, so I got the video up here. Uh, so 
Uh, so oh, Phil, God. you can see it as well. Um, Got to be Army. Gotta yeah, be it's Army. looking like Army. Uh, one thing I got to say, I'm looking at this screen, z- just the uh, still of this video before I hit play. This looks and bad already. My God, first off, guys, get a fucking phone or something that records so I can actually see what the hell's going on. This this yeah, quality pretty, is shit. Yeah, it's pretty. What is this? Free it, 720 1080p. I, this is like you're you're on your your dad's flip phone from like yeah. 1998 or something um first off that's terrible so um come on i need some content here for this thing i, I need some good stuff so record it and yeah. if you're gonna do something stupid get a actually decent uh camera to use for yeah, recording seriously. it um all right so i'm gonna start it off here we got uh it looks like they're in the barracks uh looks army dressed in their pts one guy sitting on the floor with his legs spread open and Man, something's no, about to get thrown at him it looks nothing's like. good for any future kids that he's about to have i'm, no. I'm gonna just predict here but we'll see what's going on here uh, here we go okay it looks like they're throwing a water bottle or something at, at his crotch this other guy here it? yep oh it's oh. a shoe or something oh dress oh, shoe. Just, yep and he just got nailed in the nuts and i'm guessing uh, it was some stupid game of like who chickens out who closes their legs first or something yeah and they probably got to like move closer they probably started at opposite ends and they're, they're moving Christ. closer or, or something along those lines i will um, not confirm or deny of ever participating in shenanigans and barracks yeah there's no 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 barrack shenanigans ever happened that was just uh, a one-off occasion i'm sure yeah awful that that looked painful um so let me think i so va um i know ed is a big thing that they like to claim now so i'm sure right? i'm sure i'm sure oh yeah it's one of those like how do you prove it how do you disprove it so they they you know the, i and i don't mean to go down that rabbit hole but you yeah. know tinnitus you know, uh, yeah. ed certain things that um how do they tell you you don't have it right um we're definitely some things thrown around. I didn't like any of that, but I don't want to get into that. Um, no, it, yeah, we won't it, go down that rabbit hole. But yeah, um, that's, a, that's a monster in itself. I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at that video, and I'm I'm saying to myself, just like I do with all the other ones, is if there is any sort of disability that could be related to this incident, um, at least I got it on video, and you know, yeah. <laughs> I was in the I barracks. Here I, it is. I don't, you know? I don't know if that helps you, but yeah. Yeah, in this case, it probably doesn't help you because this was yeah. just pure stupidity. And um, right on. it's like, man, that was that was your own dumbass fault. Why, why the, you know, we're, no, we're not going to pay you for that. You know, yeah. otherwise you'll have people out there just shooting with no ear pro on, and uh, you know, oh yeah, the three no the three M lawsuit from the, oh yeah, all from that kind of crap. Two thousands, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Phil, thank you again for taking the time to join us uh, again for the listeners. Uh, all the links will be in the show notes that we talked about today um, and uh, you know, check it out and and uh, get on the path to becoming a dangerous man. Awesome, Scott. Thank you very much, man. Thanks for listening to the Drive On Podcast. If you want to support the show, please check out Scott's book, Surviving Son, on Amazon. All of the sales from that book go directly back into this podcast and work to help veterans in need. You can also follow the Drive On Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts.